Hey guys, do you find it kind of difficult to sometimes wait for your girl to come? <laughs> I know that that happens a lot because there's an orgasm gap. Okay, we all know it. Girls take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's totally fine because there's a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE. It is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to transfer to your partner and it's not going to totally numb you out. And speaking of your partner, Promescent has a whole line of women's products too. I love their warming gel. That's what I use all the time. They also have buzzing gel. They have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier. They sell lube. They sell condoms. They have everything you need. Not only do I recommend Promescent, over 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too. So go get yourself some. Go to promescent.com slash strictly anon to get 15% off your whole order. So order up. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. You're going to get 15% off your whole order. They have a money back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon, or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. Don't follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast yet on Instagram or Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous if you want to be on the show. It's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's names. I change everybody's voices. I don't care who the fuck you really are. I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show because you have a naughty, interesting, true story that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a confession that you want to leave on my confessions line, I have one of those. You could call it 24-7. The number is 347 Seven nine three four seven four two zero three five seven nine. All those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is a really great deal. For only five dollars a month, you get to hear all the naughty confessions that have come into my uh, confessions line, as well as see all the R-rated sexy pics of all of my guests. Mostly every single female, except I think one, has sent in uh, anonymous pics of themselves. So you could put a body to an episode. You also get Q&As where I answer all kinds of things. You get every single episode early and ad-free and you get access to my private Discord, which right now I think there's over 1,500 people on there. On Discord, you could do whatever you want. It's an open community. I don't get involved in the Discord, but everybody else does and you could post your own stuff there. That's a little bit more X-rated. Uh, but if you want to sign on to my Discord, you have to come through my Patreon. Like I said, it's only $5 a month, so it's a great deal. You can cancel it anytime. Uh, go to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. Now, my caller today will be 
on my Patreon. I'm going to have pics of her, okay, Francesca. And after she talks about all the kinds of stuff she does and talks about how big her boobs are, <laughs> she talks about them a lot. And now people are obsessed with them. You're going to want to put a body to the episode. You're going to get that on my Patreon. She's also going to be on my Discord. Today I do have on Francesca. She does not disappoint. She's super interesting. Francesca claims she was repressed. We didn't really talk about how repressed she was that much. Where we pick up her story is she was in an eight-year relationship. She identifies as being queer. She was very open with her partner about wanting to play with others and be non-monogamous. But her guy was never really down for that. She talks a little bit about how they almost hooked up with a woman and did a threesome. But he was never down with her being with other guys but that was something that she wanted to do she just wants she's very open she's very free she's very poly she's down to be with anybody but her guy wasn't they were with each other for a long time eventually he cheated they broke up during their relationship though she was like I didn't really cheat but I did go to a bunch of orgies okay she tells all that story it's like fascinating she would go to orgies when she would travel behind his back and never really did anything but she talks a lot about all the shit she saw going down at the orgies and she'd bring it back to her relationship then after they broke up and she found out her guy was cheating, she went traveling. And not only did she go traveling, she went, you know, living out her best life. She had all kinds of things. She had a threesome with two gay guys. Okay, that was one of her first threesomes right out of the bat. Uh, she talks about that. And then she moved to Europe and she talks about all kinds of different sexual encounters she had while she was there. She's very into sex she's a switch she's sometimes dumb she's sometimes a submissive she's very into kinky events she's very kinky herself she talks about this witchy nude forest bonfire thing that she went to where she hooked up with a trans woman she's got a lot of stories she's currently trying on the whole escorting thing she lives in a place right now in europe where it's legal and she's doing that part-time she hasn't seen any clients but she talks about why she's doing that. I have a link to her profile that she set up. She's not into monogamy anymore. She'll never be back in that kind of relationship again. She explains that as well. Her whole story is super interesting. She's very unique. Like I said, if you want to see pictures of her, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The links to everything is in the description. I'm going to be right back on with Francesca. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Francesca. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, well, listen, Francesca, you are a girl that used to be repressed, and then you came out of your shell like pretty hardcore and did a lot of crazy things that we're going to talk about, and now you're kind of like at the place where you're like... You're so not repressed and you're so, uh, I don't know, what would you say, experienced at SEX that like s some guys have told uh, me yeah. like you should sell your services. You're like, maybe you're going to become an escort. You haven't done anything <laughs> like that yet. But now you're kind of like, oh, you're you come into your own and you're like, I might as well be paid for it. I don't know. Is that, that that's the end of the story, right? You're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's it right there. Well, let's talk about that moment. Like, how did Francesca go from being, like, super repressed to living out her, I would say, maybe your sex bucket list? I don't know. What what was that transition that happened? And, and then we'll get into all the kind of crazy things you did. <laughs> the transition was pretty immediate. My previous partner of eight years fell in love with someone else, despite me wanting to be open for years and years. 
and they thought it was very whorish to be someone who wanted to fall in love with other people. Their claim was that I just wanted to fuck other men, and that's partially true. So I decided not to engage in that and flirted with the idea a couple times to bring up conversation like, oh, how would you feel if we were in a three-way with this person? And they got a little bit more comfortable. And then lo and behold, just early this year, they met someone online. They kept it a secret from me, and they eventually told me what happened. And we tried to make things work, but it just did not work out. And I was just like, I'm done with this. I'm kind of, there's a lot of things that I wanted to do that I was not able to do while in a relationship with this person and decided to kind of just conclude things as they were and do what I wanted. Quick question, because you keep saying they, was it a he? Does that person identify as they? Did you just not want to say their name? So you were saying they, like, why, or <laughs> is they the guy and the girl? Like, I got a little confused. Just clear that up for me. Yeah, they're, they're a guy. They're a man. Okay. I typically use that terminology because I'm queer. So oh, okay. That's just, yeah, it's, it's he. Okay. So it was, a, it was a cis male, right, that you were dating? Yeah, cis male. And you were always telling him, though, in that eight-year relationship, hey, let's go do other things. And he was like, no way, only whores do that. That's what his deal was. Like he was, But then he cheated <laughs> on you. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I can't say that I was a perfect angel myself. What do you mean? But I never... What do you mean? <laughs> you cheated on him too? Uh, you cheated on they too? No, Should I, I say they? Can, can you tell me? <laughs> you can say he. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, okay, cool. I just want to make but, sure. Um, so wait, did you <laughs> cheat on him too? I wouldn't say I cheated, not physically, but we. I'm very independent. And so sometimes I would go on like my own backpacking, hiking trip solo. And when I would go solo, they would be in another city and I would be in another one hours away. And typically in the evening time, we would always call each other to say goodnight. And typically I would fib a little bit and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm in my blanket right now. And I'm actually at an orgy just being a voyeur. Oh my God, you're so fucking funny. I didn't really cheat on him, but I just went to orgies behind his back. I mean, I don't know. That's like a like. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, where I was thinking you were going to go with that is, oh, I would like swipe on Tinder and just like talk to people, maybe something like that. But no, you went to no. full out orgies just to watch. I didn't think it was cheating because I did the mental gymnastics to think, oh, I'm not fucking anybody. I'm just looking. But and you never so told him. It. And you never told him, though, because he, you think he would have judged you for that. He would have. I, I've tried to flirt with the idea, oh, how do you feel if he went to this event, this party? And he felt very uncomfortable. He said it was cringy. It's what only desperate people do that are lonely and don't get enough affection at home. And so I didn't share that opinion. And I just, I got tired of being shamed for it and decided I'll just go by myself. And that's what happened. Oh my God. How many orgies? I love that word. It's kind of funny. How many orgies did you go to? <laughs> Over the course of our relationship, I would say I went to, oof, probably oh God, more not than... that many, but oh, okay. probably seven or eight. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's a lot. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so, and what would go down at those orgies? Would you get, like, super horny watching people? I mean, what was the point? 
so at first I was going because I was just like, okay, what is everyone else doing? I want to see what I'm missing out on. So the first time I went, of course, it was very arousing. And then the second time I went, equally arousing. But then the third time I noticed people were doing like some interesting stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to try that at home. So I'm just like mentally taking notes and I'm doing all these new things with him. And he's just, oh, where'd you pick that up? And I was like, oh, just a YouTube video. You know, that's it. What kind of stuff? So one of the best things that I saw was someone was on a sex swing and I got ourselves a sex swing and when I put it on the bed and we used the sex swing, and it was something we never did before. And I was like, I was always curious about it. And I saw the, this couple that was using it and they were being so theatrical and I love the theater and I fell in <laughs> love with it. And I was like, I'm going to try it myself and see what happens. And how was it? It was okay. <laughs> it was I. I, I don't recommend it. I mean, some people probably love it. Trying to get into that thing was more of a chore than I wanted it to be. Oh, hilarious. So, But your guy was like, what the fuck? Because you started bringing home all these tricks <laughs> from the orgies. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he said one time, wouldn't it be funny if you were just cheating on me and someone else was teaching you these things? I was like, oh, that would be hilarious, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> he knows you're queer, I would assume. Yes, yes, yes. He knows I'm very pan. I don't. I couldn't care less about gender not at all. Okay, but he wasn't down for you being with women even in the relationship. Not at first, but then because he kind of got aroused by the idea of it being a threesome with another woman, he was interested in that. But if it was another man, he said he would end the relationship with me because he doesn't believe his views on women with other men is too much competition for him. But he was, did you ever do the threesome with the girl with him? So we had one incident almost happen, but unfortunately she did not like him all that much. <laughs> she said that he gave her kind of weird vibes because he's very intense. He's a bigger guy, muscular. And um, some people are kind of put off with that kind of aesthetic. And she was more soft, thin kind of men, kind of like Dorian Gray aesthetic. And he's definitely not that. And so we almost had it. And then it ended up in an argument between he and I, because his interest in it being a threesome with another woman kind of made it seem like my sexuality was based on his desires and not my own. Right, right, right. And because was like, he wasn't even entertaining what you were interested in. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can engage with 100% of what you're attracted to, and I can engage with an abysmal fraction of what I'm attracted to and it just didn't seem fair. So eventually I kind of just stopped talking about it because the conversations frequently would end up in us arguing and that just is not good for intimacy and sex. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually right. I just put it on the back burner. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 
3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Hey, listen, I understand that having super hot sexual experiences is important to you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to my show, right? I get it. The best type of sex to me is that liberating, worry-free kind of sex where you just like lose yourself with another person without any concerns, including the risk of contracting an STI. And that's why I am thrilled to introduce you to the latest and greatest innovation in sexual health, Doxypep. Doxypep is a low-dose prescription antibiotic taken after unprotective sex, including unprotected oral sex. It acts like a morning after pill for STI. Studies have demonstrated that it reduces the likelihood of contracting syphilis and chlamydia by 80%, as well as gonorrhea by 60%. And the good news is Shameless Care is offering Doxypep for just 109 bucks per year. It's not a subscription, so there's no need to cancel. You just pay $109 and you're going to get 50 doses, which is a full year supply of medication without having an awkward doctor visit or waiting in pharmacy lines. You just receive your medication without any shame or hassle. To obtain Doxypep today, go to shamelesscare.com and click on the prevention tab. That's shamelesscare.com. Click on the prevention tab or just go to the description and click on the link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead just went out and fulfilled your curiosity, at least in the beginning, by going to all those orgies. You never did one thing? Like, did you always keep your clothes on? Were you walking around naked? Like, how far did you go when you were there? I've gone partially nude. I've had, like, little pasties on my nipples. I've gone to those kinds of, you know, costumes, masquerade balls. And my first threesome that I ever did, this was towards the time when I just decided to part ways with him, was with two gay men. Oh, and yeah, that was my I remember first that one. <laughs> and that was at a, is <laughs> what, was that what, one of those clubs? Yeah, it was at, <laughs> it was like at a leather nightclub. And I was dressed up kind of casually. I was a little disappointed with my aesthetic because I should have known better if I was going to a gay nightclub. And, but no, they liked my boobs and they were just like, hey, we love titties and we were hoping that we could have fun with you. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Sure, let's do it. And it was great. It was great. I was on my period at that time. So there was like no penetration, but I was behind the bottom and I, I kind of like guided the top into the bottom. And what did you do? Like I paint the picture. I don't even understand what you're saying. You do- What did you just say? <laughs> So the bottom, the the bottom was on top of, you know, the top. How, how should I best describe this? And they were making out, they were kissing, and I was on top of the bottom. So there, it's like a little sandwich. The bottom is in the middle. And so I'm like stroking him and kissing him, and he's just caressing his body. And he was getting really into it, despite him saying he was just not into women. And I was like, I believe someone's lying somewhere because he was really <laughs> into it. And so I was stroking them both. And then I was like guiding them because I'm a little bit dominant in some ways or more bratty than anything. And, and then I made out with both of them. And then once he was hard enough, I guided him into the one who was underneath me, the bottom. And I kind of like rocked with them. And it was just this beautiful, just seamless 
sensual thing, kissing and touching. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. That was my first threesome. Wow, what an interesting threesome. Listen, I've yeah. been doing my show a long time. I've heard about a lot of fucking things. Never heard about a girl that <laughs> goes to secret orgies behind her boyfriend's back and then fucks two gay guys in a threesome. I mean, you're already fascinating to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's where it started <laughs> yeah but wait can i just go back a little bit and then we're going to get to the point where you break up with your boyfriend i just want to know here yeah. you are trying to be open with your guy and telling him you could see other people you you're down for him to be with other women but he's not down for you yeah. to be with other guys why do you think yeah. he went and cheated on you what was going down in your relationship at that time what was going down was we're both kind of hippy-dippy. We love to travel. We love to see things. And we wanted to try out the conventional family-oriented kind of lifestyle where we had the perfect house. <laughs> it was a creek in the back. There were foxes and bears. It was gorgeous. And yeah. we were staying in New Jersey at the time. And we thought it was something that we wanted. And we were lying to each other about how much we liked the suburban lifestyle in the countryside. <laughs> we're like, oh, there's not much we could complain about. We can get fresh cheese and fresh eggs within a three-minute <laughs> walk down to the farm nearby. Oh, my God. And Kill me now. <laughs> for some re- Exactly. For some reason, we were like, there's, there's no reason that we should not be enjoying this. And we were lying to one another about it. And during that time, he was starting to feel a bit kind of depressed and I picked up on that but he never really opened up to, about it and I never really opened up about how much I despised the suburban lifestyle that we had <laughs> where did how you guys really come that- from New, New York City <laughs> where had you guys come um, from so we were actually staying in SF for a little bit so we were in SF and then we were in LA we've, we've lived pretty much in all 48 out of the 50 states we lived in Canada Mexico the Caribbean, over the course of us being together, we've traveled all over. So you really were so, well-suited in a lot of ways. And and, and the interesting thing yeah. is that you were both on the same page, unhappy in that little town that you were in, but because no one spoke out about it, you didn't know that you were on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And it was kind of sad because that, at that time, we just weren't really clicking for some reason. And eventually... I went and visited with some family for about a month and I kind of got caught up in the whirlwind of spending time with my family that I haven't seen. I spent time with friends. We were going out doing all kinds of naughty things. You were in no rush and to get back and walk to the fucking corner market. No. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I was, I was in no rush. I wasn't even in a rush to see him. Yeah, sad. And that yeah. was something different. Cause yeah. it's like I didn't usually when I'm gone like that, I do miss him, but I didn't miss him. And and there were other issues like money issues. And, and when I came back, there were some traumatic events and deaths that happened. That's sad stuff I don't need to get into. But he wasn't able to provide support emotionally. He was like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. But I was looking for something a little bit deeper than that, kind of more affection. And he wasn't providing that. And so I noticed he was like rushing me off the phone. I was like, okay, what's the rush? And he's like, oh, I'm just really tired. I'm so sorry. Just very exhausted how money is right now. And I usually let things slide like that. Cause I am sometimes the one who's usually asking for more space. And this time he's the one asking for more space. And I was like, okay, I'll just give him some space. And eventually I call him and I realize it's almost 
one in the morning or two o'clock and we never said good night. And we usually throughout the years of our relationship, we have this tradition where we always say good night to one another. And he didn't. So I call him, phone goes to voicemail. I call him again, phone goes to voicemail. Lo and behold, he eventually picks up and he's mad at me for blowing up his phone. And he's like, what's wrong with you for blowing up my phone like that? You... And I was like, excuse me, it's, you know, almost, <laughs> it's the wee hours of the morning and we didn't say goodnight, I love you. And he said some harsh words about needing space. And I was like, okay, I'll be accommodating. I don't really understand. I know you're going through some stuff. Feel free to open up when you're ready. And then he called me back and he was crying and he confessed that he was talking to someone else for a couple of weeks. And yeah, that's what happened. So it was like that, that divide that started when you guys moved to that place and you both became unhappy and you were, listen, I mean, if you're honest and it sounds like you, you, you said this too in other ways, you had grown apart from him too. I mean, you hadn't cheated yet, yeah. but you were already feeling some sort of distance emotionally for him. Like you said, for it was the first time you didn't even miss him. It's kind of like you were both moving in opposite directions at the same time. He's yeah. just the one that pulled some weird trigger that created that ending that maybe you guys were going to come to anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Okay, so you guys break up. Um, you find out he's cheating on you. Is he still with that girl? Is it a girl yeah, or a guy? Yeah, they're, they're living together. Yeah. Okay, so you guys break up. And mm -hmm. now how do you wind up at that with that gay threesome? You just start going now back to the, the swingers clubs and stuff? So I just went to a party. One of my friends was like, hey, you need to go out. Let's have some fun. Fuck shut up. And I said, okay, let's do it. And I went to this party. They had to back out of it because their their boyfriend, they had an issue. And at that time, my partner, my partner then, we were trying to work things out. And I just told him, I was like, hey, I went to this thing and I had a wonderful threesome. How do you feel about it? And he was not happy. <laughs> I was really just like pushing his buttons in different ways. And then I had one of my fr other friends and he's a musician. And since he was in town and I told him about what was going on and he was just like, you know what, whatever it is that you want, let me know because I'm going to do it for you. And I said, oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, let's see what, where this goes. And so I went to um, one of his jams and it was a wonderful night. And I was, he was like trying to play coy and be like, oh, I don't want to fuck you. I just want to talk to you. And, oh, you're so pretty. And I was just like, do you want to just go to your car and let me suck your cock? Because that's what I'd like to do right now. And he's, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and I said, you heard me. Don't play games with me. You're trying to, like, I, I'm not here for all the, the frilliness. You know what I wanted. You said that whatever I wanted, you were willing to do that. And I'm testing you to see if you're going to do that for me. And he was like, absolutely. And, she was <laughs> <laughs> and so he ran in and grabbed his instruments, shoved them in the car kind of recklessly. And we just stayed in the car, had several rounds, and it was all the way into the wee hours in the morning. And I decided then and there, I'm like, I'm going to Europe, Thanks which is me. where I'm at right now. Oh, you're still I'm there. I'm like in London right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so you pack up and, and why, why, like, why go to Europe? I guess maybe you're just like a traveler, right? You're always moving around. What? Yeah. Was there a reason why you picked and there? The reason why was because my partner, my ex-partner and I, we were actually planning on going to Spain together. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, we made certain plans, but then we kind of forgot about them. And I picked up those plans again. I was like, I'm going to do it myself because I don't think they believe that I could do it myself since it would be our first time of us, either of us going international. And so I went, bit the bullet, and I've been in Germany, France. I've been Belgium, the Netherlands, the UK. Wow. And you've had a lot of different experiences. Now, when you got over there, did you start like looking for swingers clubs and stuff like that? When I got over here a week before my plane landed on the tarmac, I actually downloaded OkCupid. And I tried to do Adult Friend Finder, but Adult Friend Finder is like Senior Friend Finder. And for some reason, <laughs> oh it just doesn't work. <laughs> well, I mean, how, so how old are you? How old are you? And since I'm, I'm 29. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, 29. you're too Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I downloaded I Can't Keep It a week before I get here, or I get to London. And I'm talking to certain people, and I'm having really great conversations, and the certain the way I've made my profile is that I'm here to have fun, short-term fling, friendships, and hookups. I just laid it straight out. And I also laid out that I'm very kinky. And a lot of people will say they're kinky. I'm like, no, I'm truly, genuinely kinky. And But I keep the conversation flowing with me because that's very important. <laughs> and we'll see where things go. And one of the first people I met, oh my God, they are absolutely delectable. And we met after I settled in a couple of days into the city. Can you use the term? Own, can I, you use he and she so we know? Because you roll both ways. There might be women in this story, men in this story. <laughs> if you just always say they, we don't know who the fuck you're fucking. Like, I think it's kind of a little important. <laughs> do you mind? Is that a terrible Okay, way? so I'll do that. Okay, because so, it might be you first- hook up with both male and females, correct? Male, female, transgender, I don't care. Yeah, so just do me a favor and specify, like, cis male or so, if you could at least do that so we know, because you you okay. roll very open. We don't know what the fuck they means. <laughs> you do. Okay, so I'll teach you, <laughs> I'll you. Teach you a word. Okay, thank so you. So the first person that I was with is AMAB, and AMAB is just assigned male at birth, but they're non-binary. They don't go by any gender. And so their name... I'll just give them a nickname for now is Lion. And so I was with Lion and Lion and I met in the, at the Metro, at the Metro station. And they gave me this gift, a necklace. And it was just absolutely beautiful. It was symbolic for, they're a Satanist. I don't really understand any of this stuff. Oh my God. I had one (laughs) on my show once. It was so fascinating. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I swear. (laughs) It was like really early on. It's a fascinating interview, actually. I, it's still up. Anyway, go on. So he was a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my first date in London was with a Satanist, and they are very debaucherous. They're extremely kinky, and they're extremely dominant. And I'm more of a switch. I like to play both fields. And immediately after we met, we hung around, we walked around the city, did a lot of sightseeing, went to some hidden nooks and crannies. And then they kept, they kept, their, they were such a good little, little 
gremlin and they weren't going to touch me. And I was tempting them. I had a low cut shirt and I have really big boobs. And so I know they're bouncing and I know they can see it and I know they like it. So I'm just like, why are they not falling for this shit? And so eventually I just asked them point blank, do you not, do you not like what you're seeing? Do you not want this? And they said, oh, they were like, if I could have you right now, you'd be absolutely destroyed. And I was just like, that's bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Yeah, I was way too fucking cocky. So immediately after that, they said, do you want to actually come back to my place? Because I actually stay an hour and a half away by train. And impulsive decision. I said, okay, I'll have to grab some goodies from my place and then I'll go see you. And so that's what we did. I grabbed some stuff, went to their place and... <laughs> yeah that was that was extraordinary that was well you're laughing like you have some inside fucking joke we don't know what the fuck went down <laughs> why what was that laugh for like how naughty was it was it fucking hot like what happened <laughs> oh my god he's a satanist so like a- did he tie you up to a cross what the fuck goes down with the satanist i wish <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so it started with them cooking me a meal they cooked me a really really tasty meal and it was absolutely phenomenal. I would have totally Some, thought. I would have totally thought he was like poisoning me. I don't know why. <laughs> I would have been afraid to eat that. You know, I, that's true. I, I was a little irresponsible, but it was really tasty. It was delicious. <laughs> and you and you survived. And it was obviously not poison, but you were definitely too. taking a chance. Okay, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And go on. So then, then Lion went and they ran me a bath, bubble bath. Lots of bubbles. Lots of candles. And I took a bath, enjoyed that. And then as I got out, I noticed my clothes weren't where I put them because I didn't bring my clothes with me. So I was completely naked. And I was like, oh, okay, what's going on here? (laughs) I'm willing to find out. And I walk into the room and I see them sitting there on the chair and there's like a belt on their leg just sitting there and they wag their finger towards me and tell me to get on my knees and crawl. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So I got on my knees and crawled to them. And they wrapped the belt around my neck and pulled me up to kiss them. And then had me kiss down their chest all the way down to their cock. And I basically just, and I love, that's one of my favorite sports, is sucking dick. (laughs) So, (laughs) had fun there, and (laughs) they got a little too excited. They lost a little bit of control, and so they actually ended up coming in my mouth, and they were like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. They were like, I was supposed to tease you, but never mind. (laughs) Well, maybe you're that good at it. I don't know. I mean, he couldn't hold it in. He sounds like he's super controlled, and then all of a sudden, he fucking lost it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so... After that, they kind of pinned me to the bed and they chained me to their bed. So I'm spread eagle and I have pretty much no control at this point. And so they take their, their hands and they're just massaging my body from head to toe. And then they start fingering me and forcing me to squirt. <laughs> and I squirted a couple times, like three times. I just couldn't help myself at that point. And 
it was just an absolute mess. And then they spat on me and they were like, oh, you're such a filthy fucking whore. Da, 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 da. Don't squirt on me again. Don't squirt. And of course I squirted again. And they slapped me around. And, ah, I was like a little rag doll. It was perfect. <laughs> so now you were a squirter before. Is that correct? Or was this the yeah, first time? Yeah, I was okay. a squirter before, but not really with my ex-partner. That wasn't something that they were really into but with lion it was something that they absolutely loved did you continue to see lion or was that a one and done yeah i still see lion occasionally in fact i actually share a lot of the videos and photos and things of some of my recent escapades with them and they they get off on that oh my god well tell us more <laughs> of your fucking escapades because you do you don't disappoint <laughs> So eventually I decided to go to another kinky party. And one of the biggest problems that I have with going to kinky events is that I'm usually, and I didn't even mention this, is that I'm usually one of the only people of color. I'm black, mixed race. And so typically when I go, I want to be chained and I want to be beaten, slapped around. But oftentimes the white folks are there and they are looking at like, oh, no, I, I cannot. I absolutely cannot touch your hair. It's so beautiful. I can't choke you. I can't call you a slave. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Beat myself? <laughs> you know? And so one of the other events and parties I went to, and this was exciting, I was in Berlin. And I met with one of my hookups, like one of the, he, oh my God, the best at eating pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> I've had, I've had one of those. Yeah. One of those. They're a special breed of human being. And I thank them. I mean, so, listen, oral sex is kind of like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. Right. I mean, I, I've never had <laughs> something so bad that you're like, oh God, I can't get off on this. But every now yeah. and then you get someone that you're like, what the, how the fuck do you know every yeah. little move? You know what I mean? That's that <laughs> the guy you're talking about. I've had that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly what happened because oddly enough, I've only came from oral sex twice in my entire life until I was with them all in one night. They just loved eating me out. They liked tasting me and everything. And so they basically just lived between my thighs for hours. <laughs> and I was like, are you tired yet? And I just kept coming all over their face and they just loved it. And so anyway, it was another non-binary AMAB. So find Mel at birth and he knew how to eat pussy. So yeah, there. But they invited me to a moonlit, nude, kind of witchy jamboree party. Mm -hmm. Like on a and beach or something? Where is this witchy party taking place? No, it was in the forest at, at a bonfire. Oh, okay. Sorry. At, I was like, okay, I'm game to go. Uh -huh. So I, I take their invitation. It's invitation only. And I send them my information because they want to make sure that you are COVID free, that you take regular STD tests, which I do, and things like that. And it was a sex positive party. I've been to sex parties, but this was sex positive. And they have a term in Germany called flinta. And flinta, unlike LGBTQ, it just means women, lesbians, intersexual, non-binary, transgender, and agender people. And that's something that's like big in Germany. And it basically means no cis men. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's all that means. No AKA Flinta, AKA no dudes. No, <laughs> no straight dudes That's allowed. What is. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's funny. So I go 
to this thing and it's nude. You you, have, you must be nude and it's pretty cold outside, <laughs> but they have this big bonfire. And so we go there and there's pillows everywhere. There's big fluffy blankets. And I show up and the women are like, okay, go ahead and take off your clothes and just get comfortable. And it's just beautiful. It's not, it was a little bit more slow paced than what I was used to and very gentle and just very sapphic. And, uh, they, How many people at an event like that? How many people show up to that kind of thing? It was about 50. Wow, it that's was a about lot. 50 people. Yeah, it was a lot. And so we are all sitting there and we're all like playing truth or dare. And most of them are choosing truth. And so they're telling different stories about their sexual escapades or they're telling true stories about what it meant for them to be who they are and their identity, blah, blah, blah. And... Eventually, they're passing around food. There's banana bread. There's there's little makeup kits if you want to put glitter on your skin. It's just beautiful. And I decided I saw this one gorgeous woman, six foot three, transgender woman, and she was absolutely stunning. And I we locked eyes immediately after. <laughs> We exchanged banana bread with one another. And so we started talking and we we're like, oh, yeah, the banana bread's good, blah, blah, blah. And then we decided to sit on one of the fluffy beds that they had on the grass. And so we sat there on the bed and we started talking. And she was just kind of smitten with me and I was smitten with her. And I was testing her boundaries a bit with where she wanted me to touch her, things like that. And these types of events you have to ask for a lot of consent. Unlike other places, people say they ask for consent, but you literally have to ask for consent to just be like in the same proximity where someone's playing around with each other. And lo and behold, it ends up with them between my legs and I'm like pulling their hair a little bit and I'm stroking their neck, playing with different sensations using my nails or using my teeth. And they liked a lot of pain and I was just playing with that. And she actually came in her, <laughs> her fucking pants just for me doing that alone. And so that, that really boosted my ego probably a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to go a little bit more private into one of the tents. We go into one of the tents and I have my strap on and I was a bit too excited and she was too excited and I was going to basically penetrate her, but then she actually, unfortunately, she wasn't fully ready for that. So we had to slow things down. And so it kind of just went around to just stroking her and slapping her around, spitting on her and just calling her all kinds of names, other slurs and slut, blah, blah, blah. And made her come two times after that. So that was like three times in that one night. And then at the end, it was like three in the morning, we put our clothes back on and we just hung out and grabbed some shawarma afterwards. <laughs> oh, is that when you hook up with the shawarma guy? There is a guy in here. On, I remember one of your stories is someone doesn't uh, speak English. Yeah. He's like a kebab guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another one. This was also in Berlin. And there's this gorgeous 23-year-old kid that's just very cute and kind of shy. I see them blushing. And I just left from one of my previous hookups that was just one of the worst. And he came too soon. And so I was just like, all right, I'm ready to leave now. And I'm, I'd am i rather just eat some shawarma. So <laughs> I bid them good night. And I walked around and I went to this place that was open at, what was it, four in the morning? It was super early. 
and I decided to order some food and they didn't really speak any English. So I used a live translator and we would go back and forth and flirt and whatnot. And then me being forward, I was like, do you like what you see? That's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Do you like what you see? And he was like, well, what do you mean? Do I like what I see? And I said, do you like what you see in terms of my physical attributes? And I pointed to my chest (laughs) and he immediately blessed and I could see his because he was wearing (laughs) jogging pants and he was immediately hard and he was like well yes I do (laughs) and I said okay and then I asked him again I said do you like what you see here and I turned around and squeezed my ass and I was like you like this and he was like stop teasing me please I'm at work and so he decided to close up the shop early And since he is part of a Muslim family, I was kind of like, oh, is it okay that you're closing the shop so we could fuck? And he was just like, oh, don't worry. It's more of a don't ask, don't tell kind of thing. As long as we don't do in front of the non-Muslims, it's okay. And I was like, I've never heard that before in my life, but all right, let's, let's see what happens. So we go to the back and it's the warehouse where they have a deep freezer with their breads and their meats. And he just literally just shoves all that shit off off the freezer and picks me up and puts me there. And he spreads my legs and starts to finger and kiss me and everything. And it was really fast. I grabbed a condom and immediately he just went to pound town. This, the energy this kid had was ridiculous. (laughs) Like, okay, like let's slow it down just a little bit, just a little bit. And they, but they were just, ravenous and I and I kind of ate all that up so eventually I'm like all right I gotta go now and I gotta go take my my bus to my hostel and he was just like well I I'll go with you and I said okay sure and so we're riding on the bus and he's stroking my leg and his fingers go up between my legs again and we arrive at the hostel and we get out and I said "I, I don't think there's any possible way where we could actually have sex and not be heard like at all the place is kind of monitored but I was like you know what I'm willing to take the risk but let's see what happens and so we go upstairs and we go into the men's bathroom and it's a public men's bathroom with multiple stalls and we go to the biggest one and we're just like we actually ended up breaking one of the little the little what is it called that holds the toilet paper and we ended up banging that off the wall by accident did anyone come in while you were in there or was it private (laughs) Uh, it's definitely not private, just the bathroom stall that we were in. Yeah, yeah. Private. but it was a public with many stalls. <laughs> it is. It's public with many stalls. And so even in the wee hours of the morning, there were some people that would come in, some men. They knew it was going on. And one of them was like, hey, yeah, party, party. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So they were cool with it. Like the men that came in didn't even care. They were, you know, enjoying it. And or at least the sounds. It would be and, different if it was the women's bathroom. Oh, it would be very different. Someone would have snitched, and I would have been kicked out pretty quickly, because that's that actually happened the night before. Yeah, that happened the night before to another guest, and someone was having sex in the female bathroom, and she got kicked out. But so had a great time, and then I told him that I was very tired, and I didn't really need to see him again because I was going back to the Netherlands. And he really wanted to see me, and I should probably send you a screenshot of it, but he called me about eight times 
And then he texted me about, let me see here, one, two, 14 different messages begging to see me again. And then he deleted it. But if you're on WhatsApp, it'll show you when someone deleted a message. And so he deleted all these messages, called me, and he was begging to see me. And he's like, please, even for five minutes, he's like, can I just taste you? Can I please just put my finger inside you one time? Like, what? Well, look what you did to this guy. You offered him up, no strings attached, right away. Like, here I am. Just fucking do it. Pretty direct. You know, a lot of girls don't roll that way. Of course he's going to be obsessed with you. I mean, you're not surprised, are you? I'm not surprised, but the degree of obsession, even after I've been long gone for over a week, and still the need to just see me, and he's just like, I'm saving up money so I can fly you out here. No, of course he is. I think you just don't. I just think, listen, we're always projecting how we are onto, onto other people. You are mm-hmm. projecting that everybody is as open and free and down to fuck like you are, but most people aren't. Like, you are not the norm, okay? <laughs> no. You're in the minority, <laughs> but you don't get that. I mean, that's no. why, like, all these guys are, like, telling you you're so fucking great, and now you're like, I think I should be an escort. You know I mean? That's what winds yeah. up happening. <laughs> yeah, that ends up happening. One of my other good friends, she used to be a sex worker, and... She was just like, you know what, you're, whatever you're doing, she's like, you need to earn some money because traveling around, bitch, is not cheap. And I was like, it's not. And so she was like, why don't you do it part time, flirt with it a little bit and try to see what bites. And so I made a profile and I started with Trist. Oh, okay. So you actually and... went farther than I thought. Okay, so you you made a profile for yourself. Now, where you yeah. live, I'm assuming where you live in Europe and you're doing this, it's legal, right? It's very different than the United States. Yes. Okay. It is legal here. That's important. So it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and... so it's completely legal. You could do that as your job, right? And so you wound up making yeah. a profile. Yes, I do. But I have to wait to be verified and validated. And apparently that could take anywhere from a month or two to two months oh okay so, so you just started i'm waiting for that to yeah just to get started i had no clue that you had to go through that process and it would take so long and in the meantime i set up another account and i think i set that up on what was that called um oh i don't remember oh, i don't remember right now but i set up another account on another escorting site and that one I got a couple of people, but they all seemed kind of meh. And if I'm not interested in them or they sound kind of stupid, I don't think I'm going to engage. And I should probably send you my profile to that one website that I did get verified on. You want to put that out there? So you could, uh, yeah, well, sure. Up- yeah, I'll put it there. Okay, well, I can, I'll put it on my Patreon. You're going to send me pics and stuff. Anonymous stuff, right? I mean, you're anonymous, yeah. I would assume. Yeah, I'm anonymous. No pictures of my face or anything. Is All right, but you'll send me body shots and stuff, and then you could send me the link to your profile that you made. Have you yeah. seen any clients yet? I have not seen any clients yet. I've talked to a couple people, and most of the people that I've talked to, only one has seemed somewhat interesting, but they're a little bit, they're a little bit nervous to reach out to me because they've only worked with experienced escorts. And I'm just this noob, this American girl 
who just made a profile just to see what what mess I can get into because <laughs> I like a good plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and funny, yeah. he's not sure if I'm legit. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty legit. And so I sent him a video. Yo, this is me. And this is what I look like. I'm 100% real. And and we've gone back and forth, not too much, but he he gave me some money, like a little bit of change. Now that was pretty nice. I appreciate that. But it hasn't gone further than that. No, as far so as you Kate, listen, let me ask you this, because you did come out of an mm-hmm. eight year relationship. So some part of you does enjoy a relationship. You had one for a very long time. Um, how long have you yeah. been out of that relationship and up to doing all this stuff and just like living your best life? I would say it's been, so it's October, right? So April, April, May, June, July, August, September. So about seven months. Seven months. Okay. Now, do you, yeah. <clears throat> are you still, do you think you'll ever wind up in another monogamous relationship? Like moving forward? No. no like you would never do Absolutely that again? Absolutely not. No, I'm not interested in monogamy whatsoever. Not interested in it. I did it already. And I think things can definitely change, but I'm strictly at this point in my life, very poly very free and I've been thriving so much that I feel like I would be taking too many steps backwards if I were to enter a monogamous relationship again because look where it led to I mean you had to do things behind your guy's back he eventually did stuff behind you I mean it just wasn't at the end of the day you couldn't really be you this is right yeah that's absolutely correct that is absolutely correct I feel more like I stepped into my own skin my own everything it's influenced my art because I'm also an artist it's influenced my writing and it's just if I were to be monogamous again it'll have to be for an extraordinarily special person to the point where I don't even think that exists and I'm very content with that yeah 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 because maybe even in the beginning you might think you would but do the math you know how many 10 years later you're still going to be if you're really (laughs) very poly and open and free you would go into your next relationship being that way and making sure that your partner is that way as well and a lot of men aren't very comfortable with the concept of a woman who's as free and open with their sexuality such as myself and there's a couple of times already in some of the engagements i've had where they're just like oh you're off to go see your other piece of meat and it's just like that's kind of disrespectful towards what i'm doing and oftentimes I've had a couple of them send me long messages on Discord or by email about how much they think about me, but it's hard for them to think that, oh, you're with someone else who could probably give something to you better than I can. It's just that that's the reality of things. If there's someone who could give something, someone else could suck your dick a lot better than me. Someone else could make you laugh a lot better, and I accept that reality. And a lot of them don't seem very comfortable with accepting the discomfort of knowing that you're not the be-in be all end all of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not on the same level that you're. You're you're on a different. Like you can't be with somebody like that. That's like to me like that person will never be where you're at, and you'll never be where they're at. I mean, that's just a mismatch because you are very yeah. open and, and and very free, and you don't see things that way at all. But a lot of people do, right? Yeah. So that's not the pond mm-hmm. you are fishing out of for sure. But um. Is the whole escorting thing about like the money? Do you have a fantasy of being an escort? What are you? What is the plan for that? I just want to see what I can get away with. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I, I, I it, part of it is the money because I want to be able to afford to travel a little bit more comfortably and more flexibly than I am now. 
but I just want to see what I can get away with. That's really what it is, what I can make someone do. <laughs> any other experiences that you want to talk about before we call it a day? Did we miss any? I mean, I feel like you probably have so many. Any, yeah, there's any... a whole bunch. We barely scratched the surface. But I want to definitely say a lot of inspiration because I've listened to your show for so long was Molly. Like I lived vicariously through Molly's episodes, you know, every single episode after episode. And when she became an escort, I literally made a profile online. I went to Craigslist and I was making ads and I got a couple of people that messaged me and flirted with certain people and things like that. But then I kind of punked out because I didn't want to face that conversation with my partner at the time. Oh, so this was a while ago that you got turned on by Molly. So that escort thing has been percolating inside of you for a long time. Yeah. 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 Actually, because Molly had a big influence on me in ways that she's, I, probably wholly unaware of oh and i remembered the website uh that that i have that's up it's slexa.com slexa slexa s-l-i-x-a oh that's where i have my okay okay i'll put the link on my patreon for people but wait so molly was so interesting to me because listen when i start i did my show i've been doing my show for nine years and in the beginning i went and found people i went onto craigslist like i had to work my ass off to get callers and talk about get a female callers i barely had any back then it was very different and i when i found fucking molly i was like oh my god she came on my show many times and she was like this woman i mean i think one of the first episodes do you remember when she went to the airport and she just drove around and kept fucking guys i mean there were like four guys at the airport i don't know she did like the craziest things this girl fucked girls and guys she was so she was so open to anything and down for sex and i think at some point i was kind of like wow you should be like an escort i don't know because you just love it and um what was interesting about molly and i think maybe you appreciated this because uh you're very open she just like loves sex and she loved people and even as an escort she's she cares about her clients yeah yeah, I find her to be very compassionate and someone who kind of not just gets into the body, but the mind of the people that she spends her time with. And so I found her stories to be pretty actually uplifting to me. I know some people probably say it was more arousing, but to me, it was like, oh, there's someone who lives so freely themselves and they're not shame. They're not ashamed of anything that they're doing. And it's because she's so honest with herself. She's an honest soul. And that's what I aspire to be like. Yeah, I love it. You explained it so much better than me. That's exactly it. And, you know, we're going to have to do a part two with you when maybe you've done the escorting for a while. I mean, like you said, we just scratched the surface. Yeah. There's so many more stories. You are super interesting. Okay. You're as unique as Molly. I Thank need you. I need some pictures. You talked about your body and your big tits this whole time. So people are going to want to put a vision, like a visual to the episode. That's what my Patreon is for. And then what I'll do, Francesca, is also give you free access to my discord okay people pay to get into my discord there's 1500 people on there now but you'll get in for free and when your episode airs i'll give you the discord and you'll go in the section for the guests and you could talk to people on there and then and there you could post whatever you want do whatever you want send me r-rated pictures nothing x-rated for me i don't deal with x-rated stuff but on discord you could do whatever the fuck you want i don't get involved on there but there's 1500 people on there that are you could have fun with and talk to people 
But for me, send me the link. I'll put that on my Patreon. Send me some hot pics of yourself. And thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. I love it. It's so interesting. And yeah, we'll thanks definitely for having me on your show. You'll be back on. I like <laughs> I said, I feel like we have so many stories we haven't gotten. When you get more into the escorting thing, it'll be interesting to hear like how mm-hmm. that winds up progressing for you. So keep in touch and thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Kathy. You have a great day. You too. Bye, Francesca. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.